Hello, and welcome to the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and I'm one of the leading experts in online mediation. I have personally been mediating online for over five years now, and I have my own fully online family law mediation and coaching practice. Two years ago, after so many of my colleagues reached out wanting to know how I was doing it, I created the Learn to Mediate Online training program, and to date, I have personally trained thousands of mediators in how to successfully conduct their mediations through an online platform. As a leading figure in the online mediation movement, I am privileged to be on the cutting edge of developments and advances in online practice, and this podcast has been created to share that information with you. So tune in each week to get the inside story on how to mediate online. I invite you to now listen to today's podcast. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I'm joined by one of my friends and colleagues with the American Bar Association section of dispute resolution, Gary Dornhofer. And I'm so excited to have Gary here uh, because he's really someone who has moved, much like me, from the legal realm of what we do into the tech realm of what we do. And he's become an entrepreneur with a fantastic new product for dispute resolution professionals, for legal professionals. And I'm very excited to bring it to you and Gary to you. So Gary, first off, thank you for joining us. Oh, well, I really appreciate the opportunity, Susan. It's always great to talk to you. Well, and we've talked so many times about this because you know I'm I'm completely fascinated and find what ADR Notable um, is so helpful and what it can do for a practice. But one of the things that I've always enjoyed about um, talking to you is you really layer in the uh, the fact that your history, your professional journey did not start as a tech entrepreneur. You started much as many of us did in the legal world. So it might be helpful to my listeners to understand your journey to becoming a tech entrepreneur. Great. Thanks. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I didn't start down this path. Uh, if you had asked me where I'd be at this point in my career, I would have been miles away from where I am in fact. So I graduated from University of Chicago Law School, um, went into private practice like everybody else did, in fact, with a very large Chicago-based firm uh, as an associate in their litigation department. Uh, I was in a branch office, so I was actually in Denver, Colorado, not in Chicago. Um, and they closed that office down after a few years. It was there mostly to do oil and gas work. And if you may remember in the late 80s, there was an oil and gas bust, that yeah. market collapsed. So instead of moving back to Chicago, I stayed in in, in uh, Denver for a, another couple of years with another firm, moved with a partner that I'd been working with, and then that pursued really an interest that I'd had for quite some time, you know, all the way back to high school. Um, I had gotten my private pilot's license and I said, I really would love to be more involved in the aviation industry if I had to choose, if I get to choose. Uh, and that led to a terrific job, a lot of fun. I was an in-house lawyer for American Airlines. And I spent nine years with them total, seven in headquarters, and two more assigned to their government affairs office in Washington, DC. And from there, that then my tech, my sort of tech and entrepreneurial experience got started. Uh, in 2000, the five, what was then, the five big airlines, there aren't five big ones anymore, yeah. um, joined together and created Orbitz, the travel website. 
And as that was being assembled, the team, a management team was being assembled, I was recruited to be the general counsel uh, initially for Orbit. So even though it had a lot of backing from the airline industry, we started like a startup. I mean, we were in leftover office space from Boston Consulting Group and a Chicago high rise with disassembled carols lying outside my, the door of my office on the floor. Um, and that was a great, you know, great job and a really interesting trip. The, the uh, company was under antitrust scrutiny from day one because of its ownership. That had been my, one of my specialties in American Airlines. So I was the logical fit and we got it. We took it through the antitrust divisions, uh, you know, three-year investigation uh, successfully. Then we went public and within a year, uh, there was a, a tender offer acquisition by Senate Corporation. So after that, I actually took a quick uh, year hiatus because my wife is a is an academic and it coincided with her ac academic sabbatical. But when I came back to the United States, um, then I did a startup company uh, with the colleagues from Orbitz around a credit card fraud solution for online merchants. And mm -hmm. that company, we built that right through the recession in 2007, 2008 and uh, sold it to American Express Corporation in 2010. Um, I then returned my, my more aviation roots and was the general counsel for the International Air Transport Association. Um, and I moved to Canada uh, based in Montreal, split headquarters in Geneva and did that for three years and got a lot more global experience. Living apart from my family though, so at the end of that three year period, I moved back. Um, home basically, which is Columbus, Ohio. And that's when I got started with, with ADR Notable. I was interested in the airline industry adopting more use, a greater use of ADR. It, it, if you go into the thought process about when to use ADR, it like touches all the buttons, right? It's technical, yeah. it's long-term contracts, sometimes monopoly suppliers like airports. Um, I mean, there's all the good reasons, you know, rarely, is it helpful to be uh, have those disputes in pub in the public eye? I mean, it's on and on. Um, and I got connected with the really spectacular faculty at Ohio State University because of my home in, uh, near Columbus, uh, and that led to taking a course in mediation skills. And I I finished the three day course uh, taught by uh, Josh Stuhlberg, terrific professor, and said to myself, um, one, uh, you're not temperamentally well suited to be a mediator. You've, you know, <laughs> I just don't have the patience. I, I, I admire the skill set, but I, I don't think that's me. But I did realize how little media, uh, mediation had adopted uh, technology of any form. There is still yellow legal pads and note taking and, you know, mishmash of various technology tools. So that launched uh, my, my desire to build something to assist mediators. That seemed like the best way I could contribute to the industry uh, based on some of my prior entrepreneurial experience. Yeah. And I love that because it, it sort of mirrors your experience right there with um, mediators and their adoption of technology. So mirrors my experience as someone who years ago sort of shifted to the online virtual world and said to my colleagues, hey, the water is great. Come join me and got this kind of tepid, you know, <laughs> not so sure we want to try right. that. Right. Um, and, and I think it's interesting or something that uh, my listeners should note is ADR Notable, as we, we talk about what you've built here, which is 
so wonderful. It had its origins long before COVID really oh, came absolutely. along. I think just as the virtual mediation platforms and, and approach to mediation and dispute resolution that I am immersed in, ADR Notable has gotten a huge bump um, of right. or notice perhaps in the field because we are uh, entering that world of technology. But let's talk about first, because, you know, when you first showed me ADR Notable um, from that concept of helping us, helping mediators do what they do, but do it better by using technology, I jumped up and down. I said, this is something that, this is that missing link or that missing piece that hasn't existed for us, that brings so many things together. So I think, you know, we've, we've talked about the journey. Let's talk about what ADR Notable is. I want to hear your description. I know mine, but I want to hear right. yours. Well, I, and I can kind of go back a little bit into the history because the, the thing that attracted me right away uh, and, the, and the very kernel of this was note-taking. You know, I did this practice session, as I said, with Josh Stuhlberg, and I found myself with notes where I had issues on page one and two, and then I got a proposal that addressed those issues on page four of my notes, and, you know, trying to associate those issues with that proposal and keep track of what we'd agreed and which issues were off now resolved and off the table, um, you know, on a yellow legal pad just struck me as, as kind of crazy in, in this era that we're still doing it that way. So the very kernel of, of uh, ADR Notable was a better way to take notes during a session. And, you know, it just, my thought was if you could put them down on a computer, you can move them around, you can put them in a different order, you can link them uh, across types of, of note, you know, an issue with a proposal. And, and, and then you can move that agreed proposal right into drafting your final agreement or your summary of the terms, whichever you want to do. So that was the, that was the nugget that where we started, but we quickly looked at it and said, you know, that's not uh, enough of a solution for anybody to get anybody all that excited. What we really need to do is back up now and look at the entire business process flow step by step by step and say, how can we help? How can we help during intake of a new client, capturing that information, uh, file management or document management as you build uh, and you get documents from the parties, and then you know into scheduling. And uh, we use checklists to help ensure that you remember to do everything, or if you put a file down for a week and pick it up again, you can look at your own checklist to see where you left off. So we've tried to really sit down with with mediators and hear the business process. And what you, you note when I talk about this, we're not trying to engage ourselves in the mediation skills at all. That is, we believe uniquely the world of mediators and the human communication, building trust, you know, using empathy. We can't help that. We can take care of all of the other business components that are inescapable. Uh, when you're our mediator and we can help with those. And we try as much as we can to stay out of the way of that human communication, even in the way we design the note-taking, which we expect to take place in real time in the room. Right. And and, and that's what I, I love about ADR Notable is you have taken all of the different aspects of the practice and the process. 
So when I say practice, it's the practical stuff. It's the things like the intake, getting client information, tracking uh, your time spent with them, the things that you're doing for them, your communications with them, uh, all of that aspect. Then the actual mediation process itself, the note-taking, the structure of your mediation, the agenda, the drafting of documents for them, the sharing of information, the storing of information, and you have put all of that in one place. So essentially you open up your screen and you are, it, it's, it's sort of your practice is there in front of you. That is exactly the goal. And the way, the way we went about this is we built a, we paid a company to build a prototype based on our thoughts about what mediators needed. But then we took that prototype, which just is a cheap way of doing this. It mimics acting actual software. So you can just show the idea to people. But mm -hmm. we took that out in the earliest, the first stage, you know, earliest stage of the company and showed it to over 30 mediators and sat down with them and did interviews and talked in detail about what they needed. We also learned that you know not everybody works the same way. There's a wide range of approaches, even to these business components. So we had to be flexible. So we had to build a lot of flexibility into the system to allow people to do things their own way, uh, but still be helpful. And that all came out of that heavy research at the front end before you start committing to building the final tool. And that's you know that's how we got that kind of depth and breadth to the product in the end is just a, a lot of hard work at the front end to try and understand what was needed and what would be helpful. Right, well, and you point out something that I think is so exciting about tech startups in the legal space or in the dispute resolution space. My friend, um, Simon Bomey was on the uh, show last season and we were talking about the fact that in this area, so many of the tech startups do exactly what you did. They went to the professionals to get the input from the ground up so that the product got built out, the platform gets built out to work for us, for what we need. And I think that's why when people who are listening right now go and look at ADR Notable and the functionality from start to finish of what's there, it, that's why I got excited. And I think that's why they will get excited. This will look like something that you can immediately start using in your practice that is going to make your life and the experience of your clients better. And yeah. it's because you built it for us and right. you continue to tweak it. I do want people to understand that as well. You built it from the ground up and you mentioned to me um, earlier, there's things in the pipeline that are coming that are additional enhancements. Yes. Yeah, in fact, we had the primary product built by an outside contractor, uh, software development firm. And when they completed their basic product, we've sort of said, thank you very much. Good job, goodbye. And we've now, um, hired our own team of internal software developers so that we can listen and react more rapidly to new input from users than we could when it was an outsourced product because we had to get in their queue for all their other projects. Now we have our own team of developers who do this day in and day out uh, just to, as we need. So, and we do, we have a long list of things we'd like to improve. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a brand new product. It's been out for a couple months. It went through an extensive period of testing. So it's, uh, it's reliable and stable, uh, but there are things we can do better. And we, we continue to listen and we continue to make uh, 
you know, everything from label changes on a button uh, to new features uh, on, a, on an ongoing basis. Yeah, well, I mentioned to you, I just previewed it for some of my colleagues um, doing a program uh, for AAA right now on advanced online mediation skills and techniques. And we did a little preview and I did that for my colleagues who are the other trainers in that program. And all of them got all excited to yeah. see this and wanted to know more. Um, so one of the things I want to do is sort of hone in because you do have so many features, but I do want to sort of hone in because I think it will sort of bring home for those who are listening how this functionality can be so helpful. So let's hone in on that note-taking portion because it's, um, you know, my description of it. So you have a lovely description that's very technological and I'll, I jump <laughs> in with the, it's like using sticky notes on a board, but right. I, I think that really makes a, a good analogy so that people can visualize this in their mind since we are, they're hearing this audibly or they're just watching us on a video. When you are doing the note taking on the platform on ADR Notable, you have columns that you can head, you know, it could be facts, issues, proposals, conclusions, you can head them up any way you want. And you can add these little note cards. I call them my sticky notes and they can start here. And you can, instead of like you were talking about on a yellow pad where it might be on page one and page four, you might have the facts on page one, a proposal on page three and a conclusion or agreement on page four. So you'd end up ripping up your pages or doing right, arrows. Right. I did the arrows a lot. I was a big arrow <laughs> and circler and numberer and all that you can actually move things around right on the screen. It's almost like having a whiteboard in front of you where you move all your sticky notes around. Right. And I will tell you in an online process, this is even more helpful because you can actually put that up through screen share and the clients can see it. And I'm gonna tell you all right now, my clients love it because they can go, oh, take that sticky note, Susan, and move it over there because we've agreed on that. Or I guess I would go to the third sticky note down and make a change on that to say this. So right. let, let's talk about that note taking because I think it's just so helpful. Well, we started out you know, trying not to make it look very different than the way we were told some mediators or many mediators take their notes. Because as I said, the goal was not to make a huge leap and make people change the way they do things. So as you mentioned, we structured it um, as I many uh, mediators we talked to say they use a column structure. So we just adopted that. Um, we based it initially off of Josh Stuhlberg, uh, his book, uh, but it can, and then we realized it had to be very flexible. So in his book, he has mediators listen for issues, proposals, facts, and principles. And so we used a initial four column structure. And, but you, as you said, you can change that because we heard many mediators say, no, I use husband proposals, wife or plaintiff proposals, defendant, or I just use one big thing and I sort it out later. Um, and you know, all of those are possible. You can eliminate columns for temp, you know, while you work and just take notes, or you can leave them in and sort the notes into the columns really easily as you go. Um, and you can attribute it to who said it. So there's a system for either all on your keyboard or using your mouse, or if you have a touchscreen with your finger, you can identify who said it, what kind of note it is, issue, fact, proposal. And you can, all the notes are entered into one little window and intentionally the windows at the top of the screen, because as you said, we were doing this pre-COVID, we thought it would be in the room 
And we intentionally put that at the top of the screen so that your eye movement between the people in the room and your computer would be minimal. Right. Um, as opposed to looking down all the way at a flat uh, item on the, on the uh, tabletop. And then, so you do a short note, you can attribute it, you can categorize it. Um, and then it goes into the note board, the columns, as soon as you hit return. And from there, as you said, you can drag and drop it. It's on a little card and we actually call them cards and you can just click on it with your mouse or touch it with your finger. And you can, let's say you have, you, you've been talking to the parties for a couple hours and you've got a list, kind of an agreed list of six or seven items that are issues. And, and you now, the mediator can say, okay, that's not the, they didn't come out in the order. I think we ought to attack them. I'm gonna put this one first. I'm gonna drag it to the top of the column and we're gonna go in this order. You can resort those in a split second mm -hmm. because it's just drag and drop. And then you get a proposal, drag that uh, issue and drop it on top of the, the language that you've typed for the proposal. It stays in the issue column, but now it's linked and you can see the link. Um, so then you can work in your proposals column and build these things up. You can do counter proposals and it keeps track of what the original one was and what the new one looks like. And as you get agreement, you click a little icon for a thumbs up, um, which I'm sure is what your clients love, right? They're all working yes, for those thumbs up. Yes, they do, they up, love right? the thumbs up. Hit the um, thumbs up, hit the thumbs up, Susan. And as soon as you get the thumbs up, it, it actually puts a check mark back in anything you link to it so that you know, okay, those issues have been addressed. I can get them out of the way. And when I do my practice sessions, I drag those out of the way, literally. I just put them down at the bottom so that the issues that haven't been addressed now are at the top of my column. And then you can move and then things, other things are going on on the noteboard. Timers keep track of your time in session or in caucus. And when you're in caucus, your notes go into the noteboard uh, softly blurred to remind you that they're confidential. If you get the waiver and they're, you know, the confidentiality is removed, you just remove the blur. Right. And they're still visible. Um, they're visible if you hover over them, but you can also permanently remove the, the uh, blurring. But then as you get, as you progress and you build and you get agreements, you get these thumbs up, then you can just go to the next stage, which takes the, your notes of the agreed terms and puts them into a more uh, uh, useful text editor where you can then build your actual summary of the agreement or final terms if you're, if you're actually drafting the final summary agreement, uh, final uh, settlement agreement. But you can, the, the goal is you don't have to retype anything. You don't have to start over. Whatever the parties worked on in terms of getting that statement in your notes of the agreed terms, you start from that in the next step, step. So you save yourself a lot of time and energy and it looks seamless to your clients. Um, and as you say, you can share this process at any point um, and they can participate just in a right. whiteboarding session. Well, and that's critical for people to understand with our with our virtual world now. Um, one of the things that is so helpful, I think, for people um, and practitioners, but also clients, is that what you were just describing. So now you've gone through your mediation session or sessions, and you have in those notes, on those sticky notes or in those note cards, you have agreements that then as a part of the ADR notable process, get transitioned over into 
a starter document, I'll call it, right. where you also have the ability to have your bo boilerplate already ready to go and select from. Maybe you might have different openings or you might have different types of matters. You yep. can start building out that agreement or term sheet or, you know, whatever that will be helpful yep. so that your process doesn't get interrupted by, okay, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll take a break now, or we'll end this session and we'll, I'll, I'll draft something and get it out to you all. You can actually keep it going and start creating very seamlessly because half the work's already been done and right. a lot of it can be preloaded. And I think that's critical, especially in our virtual world where people are no longer sitting around at a table. Will you hand off documents to a paralegal or an assistant to go start drafting something up? This right. needs to be done in the moment and you can. And in fact, you could do it uh, in two ways uh, because one is you can go work on that language that is your settlement, the terms of the actual agreement you just uh, reached. You can edit those, you can adjust them, you can get them all ready in one section of that uh, term sheet editor. And then you can just, with one click, it copies everything in that box. Then you go open your Word document that is your really detailed boilerplate, you know, that has choice of venue clauses and force majeure clauses and you know, all of that stuff. And you just paste it in and you're done. Alternatively, if you're building something a little less formal, um, you can, we have three boxes and you can paste in if you've saved clauses you like. So let's say you have an, a standard preamble for a, uh, for a document that is a summary but is not intended to be the binding terms yet, right? Okay, so you have your preamble. And as you work in the term sheet editor, you can just click and it pastes that uh, pre-saved clause into the top of your document. Then you put in your agreement terms that moved over automatically from the last stage. Then you go to the next section and you put in, you know, parties bear their own costs or what's the process we're going to follow from here. Again, you go to your library of clauses that you've saved before, you pick and choose in seconds, drag them in, and it assembles right in front of you a digital document that's formatted, ready to be saved as a PDF, all the way down to the ability to sign it if you're in person and, and finish it without ever using a single piece of paper. Right. Well, and I just want to, you, you hit the point where I think heads are really going to explode because you, you just mentioned they can even sign the document within the program. Right. You said in person, and but what you mean is if they're physically present virtually, they do not need to be in person in, a, in the room. Right. Either this way. is an e-signature situation where right. not only did you just do the mediation or dispute resolution process, create a document, but right there within the program, people can also get digital signatures. Correct. You can finish it right there um, and, and be done. And like I said, never use a single piece of paper. Right. So, I, I, you know, and that for a virtual process, as we've also moved to this online world, even though you didn't create this program for the digital or virtual mediation process, it has taken everything that we need to do and put it into di digital virtual um, right. means so that you can run your entire virtual mediation or your mediation in person right there from the computer. I think you said um, you wanted originally to bring the computer in the room. And then I said, and now the computer is the is room. The room. Uh, right. Exactly right. Yeah. I mean, as we built it, you know, don't, don't be so modest, Susan. We knew about you. Yeah. <laughs> we knew that there was a clear movement 
in, in, in the direction of what you were, had been doing for years and that, you know, you were at the forefront of that, of that movement to, to use um, online mediation as a viable tool. Uh, you know, as you know, it exploded with COVID-19, but, right. you know, you were, you were already out there and the movement was already well situated. And we, we asked ourselves at each step as we built this product, while we intended it for, for in-person mediation, we always asked ourselves, and how would this work in the virtual environment? So uh, you, you had, you had your influence on, on our product, even before uh, it, you know, the, the, the world shifted and it became a critical uh, element. Well, you know, I was following in the footsteps of the Colin rules and the Ethan caches and so many people have been talking about this for years, but that's why when I saw what you were doing with ADR Notable, I got so excited because when I started trying to do what I do digitally or virtually online, I had to cobble things together. I had to get practice software. I had to have e-signature software. I had to have document production, you know, drafting software. Everything had to be, you know, something that I was making up, whereas you have taken it all and put it in one place for us. It makes such a difference. I described that um, you're exactly, what you're describing, we saw all the time, right? We Everything from, note-taking where we heard people talking about using shading and colored pencils and columns and arrows and initials and you know just a crazy panoply of stuff and then to their practice it was the same thing again they were using excel spreadsheets and word and you know video or or not video conference yet a lot and sometimes just telephone conference software and um, you know, sometimes they would have Asana or some of these other things that were not built for purpose. And then of course they would have to have billing and then they added video conferencing. And um, I described that as the sock drawer syndrome. Uh, I mean, it was the sock drawer of, of, of software, right? Yes. And it was about, it was organized about as well as my sock drawer. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, this, the goal for us was to try and say, look, let's get all of those functions that they have to do. They have to track contact information. They have to have access to email, to a calendar. They have to be able to save, preserve documents connected to a case. They need to be able to take notes and keep those in the case and create a final settlement agreement, get to the very end and delete certain things like their notes and documents they receive. All of these steps um, require, uh, in the old days, different solutions. We tried very hard and we're still working at it, getting it right, but we're putting it all in one place. So when you're a mediator, you can, you can use one piece of software. Which I think is going to change the practice for so many of us um, and allow us to consolidate not only all those programs, but not insignificantly the cost of having to access all those programs. And I know that's going on in my listeners' heads because they're sitting there thinking, well, sure, this sounds great, but this must cost a fortune. This must be you know, a practice tool, um, but outside my reach. So let's just you know, jump in on that because sure. your pricing is extremely reasonable and I want people to know that. Right, so um, we're about to go out with our launch pricing at um, $29.99 a month. That is an unlimited number of cases. And it includes, if you have an assistant or a case manager, um, they do not need to buy a separate license to be able to interact with your cases. So it's one-time license at $29.99. We do know that there are some mediators 
um, who only who only mediate cases very infrequently, and we don't want to leave them out. They're not inclined, I'm sure, to buy a monthly subscription if they're, say, a practicing lawyer and they're only asked to mediate three times a year. So we do have per case pricing also. So you can buy just one case for $19.99. And then if you're in a firm, and we do have features that help you administer um, a firm of mediators. So people can assign cases to others and you can keep track of, of um, your whole, you know, all of the work that's being done within a firm. Uh, you can still keep security guard uh, or, or access guides between mediators so they can't see one another cases. Um, there is a, a firm library uh, so that you can share documents across uh, materials across the members of the firm, as well as the library within each case. Um, so if you have a firm, you should just contact us and we'll, we'll negotiate uh, an enterprise license uh, that'll be you know, reasonable and fit people's budgets, I think. Um, but it is, you know, we are trying to sort of just get out there and we do let everybody uh, try it out for free for a month uh, with no obligation. We don't even take your credit card at that stage like some places do. Um, so you can literally try it for free for a month. And if you get into it, uh, even if you choose not to go forward with it, we let you just continue the case you opened during that month uh, until it's concluded. And then we'll, you know, we'll close it down after that. Which is, you know, actually how I started with one case. And, you know, I, I, honestly, you'll get hooked very quickly with this. The <laughs> other thing I, I want people to understand, just because I know we still, so many of us have a little bit of tech fear it's a very intuitive because it's things like drag and drop and colors and you've, you've come up with um, shortened, like you can do a, a hashtag with initials and that will bring up the person's name or the at. I mean, there, you've come up with shortcuts and all different kinds of things. There's a small learning curve in how, learning how to use them, but because it's intuitive, you really fall into the flow of using it. I will tell you all this, you know, for me, very, very quickly where you just, for me, it's becomes, you know, you want to be using things where you're not thinking constantly, oh, wait, how do I have to do that? And this is that type of, you've made it so simple that you easily fall into the flow of where it's just like you're picking up a pen and writing a note, but you're doing it through your keyboard. So I yeah. want to, I want people to understand that it's yes, as with anything, there will be a small learning curve, but you have also managed to make it very accessible. I, I, I just get the biggest kick. We've done a, uh, done a lot of work with uh, law students. Yep. And, and I mean, you would talk about uh, intuitive law students. First of all, they never read the directions, right? <laughs> no, neither so, do lawyers and other professionals, trust me. And, and it is so much fun to watch them. And then, and then you find people, I mean, if you've used email and, uh, you know, sort of any, any of these sort of products that we're all using, uh, you know, as we said at some point, if you can type an email, you can take a note in ADR Notable because mm -hmm. it's far less complicated than that. Um, and you did raise one other point that's interesting too, is with the new, um, the latest version of the operating system for iPad, you now can skip the keyboard and you can handwrite your note into our product in the note entry window. And the newest version of, uh, of the operating system for Apple translates that into type text for you. And you can just then take your stylus and tap these buttons to say, oh yeah, that's this, you know, Susan Guthrie said this and it's an issue. 
And so it's hand, write, tap, tap, and you've got the note into our system. Uh, so in, even in, for our old school folks who like to do everything by hand and take written notes, it's going to fold in. So it is it, seamless. You know, it is I, seamless. It, it truly I, is something. Hats that's off to those guys because they yeah. did, you know, they created that. And we just said, holy cow, it works in our app without our touching a thing. Uh, Handwrite your note in the note entry window and it goes right into our system. Yeah. So, so I, I, I just want everyone to go try it. If you're listening to me now, do me a favor, just go to adrnotable.com and give it a try. I'll be sure to put all of the links and notes regarding Gary's offer of a three-month trial membership to ADR Notable for all Learn to Mediate Online listeners in the show notes. So go take a look there and try it out now. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, and if you liked this episode, please give me a five-star rating and tell me what you did like in a review. Join me each Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. to hear another episode, and be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss one. Send me your questions and comments at susan at learntomediateonline.com. And you can find out more about my trainings and programs at learntomediateonline.com. I'll see you next week.